God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. Slider for the lead and the win. He tagged the Cookman Drag Race to the line. Who got it? Give it to Rico. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman that can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. Meat on the bone there and cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal like before I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. It's episode 68 of the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. D Welch, heavy lunch with you on a blistery cold day here in michigan it's a blizzard outside we got about nine inches of snow overnight do you guys have any snow no you don't have any snow in charlotte we don't have that d welch is in the queen city of charlotte with no snow where i am hovering uh, in a blizzard um, in the great west of michigan uh we are talking to taylor reimer today who announced this week that she's going full-time racing with keith coons motorsports and the USAC National Midget Series, they begin their season on February 11th and 12th in Ocala. I will be there. Um, we talked what, last week to Chet Christner, who's the voice of USAC this season. And um, it's good to see her going full-time racing. She was really fast at the Chili Bowl. I didn't know this before You know, we talked to her and, and doing a little research on her that she actually took six years of racing off. Um you know, she didn't race for six years because she was doing, you know, school and competitive cheerleading. And, um, you know, she's an athlete, but she's also a good race car driver. Yeah, kind of, a you know, an interesting story, obviously. I mean, you don't see um, I shouldn't say you don't see people that are cheerleaders be race car drivers. But I think uh, it's interesting that she's doing both at the level she's doing them at. I mean, obviously, you know, she goes to Oklahoma, uh, which is a big school, obviously. and and uh, I don't know anything about cheerleading, but I would assume cheering at Oklahoma is probably a bigger deal than cheering at, you know, Ball State where I went. You know? <laughs> so uh, I'm sure it entails a little more. And it, I mean, it is it's a um, you know, it's a sport. It requires, you know, requires a certain level of commitment and, and uh, as does racing and as does going to school. So, uh, you know, interesting that, to me that she um does both, you know, and still does both, you know, as a senior at OU and, and, you know, still cheers and still obviously travels and, and races competitively at the national level. So, um, you know, obviously super talented girl and then she's been fast in the midget and, um, you know, going to have a great shot, you know, to, to continue that this year with Keith. There is a tweet pinned at the top of her uh, Twitter page that says I will win a midget race in 2022, which is of course this season. Uh, we'll ask her about that. She's kind of calling her shot. I like the fact that she's calling her shot because, you know, to me, it's like I said, you know, I don't want to bring this back to me being fat, but I mean, it's, it obviously has to come back to that. I set a weight goal, right? Like I, I want to lose weight. Well, the only reason, the only way you can be accountable is if you, you know, tell everybody in the entire world, I'm going to lose 60 pounds because if you tell yourself you're going to lose 60 pounds, you probably won't do it because you won't have the motivation. But if you have that hovering on your Twitter, then you have to, you know, 
it seems like in the back of your mind, you have to accomplish it. And, you know, I've seen enough speed in her this year that I think that her or Kaylee Bryson can become the first USAC national uh, midget winner uh, of all time. Right. So Bev Griffiths was the first female to win a USAC regional midget race. Right. That was at the speed drome um, back in the day. Well, there has yet to be a woman win a USAC national midget competition race or a USAC national sprint car, USAC national silver crown race. And I think Reimer or Bryson can do it this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, and, and it is amazing as many talented females have come through USAC, you know, um, that's never happened. You know, Holly Shelton, I think is the one that was, you know, the closest, I think, you know, on a couple of occasions, you know, she wasn't just a flash in the pan and she, you know, was, was a gasser and, and probably could have won or should have won a Lawrenceburg midget week race, um, you know, and it just didn't happen. And, so it's, it's, I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's obviously hard to win a USAC national race in general. Um, and, and obviously has just proven hard for the females as well to do it. But I agree. I think that you've got two of the best right now um, with the best shot, maybe to do it, you know, collectively between the two of them, you know, Kaylee obviously is um, has always been fast, but I think her race craft has just gotten better, um, you know, over the last, you know, I mean, really over the last half year, you know, kind of through the summer, obviously. And, and, um, you know, obviously we saw what she did at Chili Bowl and, and Taylor's the same way. It doesn't have the experience, um, you know, that, that a lot of guys do, or, you know, females do, you know, just from a, a racing background, she hasn't raced for, um, I mean, I got, I don't know, probably what five years total from what it sounds like, you know, what she was, what she was saying. So, um, but she's been fast and she's, you know, she's proven consistently that she has been fast and can be fast. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't think that she can't do it. You know, I think that, I think if, you know, the circumstances are right, she could, she could get it done as well. So, and that would be awesome. That would be, um, you know, I think, I think that the sport needs that. And I think the sport would, would appreciate that. And, and, um, you know, not just the you know, dirt racing world. I mean, I think that would be appreciated, uh, worldwide. So. Um, I hope it happens. You know, hope it happens for, you know, one or both of them. I think it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Maria Kofer also. Maria yeah, Kofer. Maria's, Maria's been great too. Is yeah, also she could just really as talented. easily sneak one out. Uh, West Coast midget winner. Um, again, has not won a national midget race. So uh, her and, and Reimer and, and Bryson have good shots at winning USAC national midget race uh, coming up here soon. Um, so we'll talk to her shortly on episode 68 of the Loud Pedal podcast. Before we do that. We need to get into our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. You can visit them at sundollar.net. You will see them on the side of Zeb Wise's race car, you know, at Wise Pretty Racing this year with the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Um, also, you see them sometimes on Dylan Welch's car. Good friends of ours based in Carmel, Indiana, that will help you with water, fire, mold, restoration damage. Uh, Jason, again, did not send me his hat shake. Um, but who is your hat shake, D. Welch? Jason's slacking here. What's his problem? Yeah, he needs to. I mean, he's you know, there's blizzards happening, so he's fixing houses and you know everything else. Oh, I know, so. but come on, come on, you got priority. Come on, Jason. Here. We got got some hat shakes. You got to get out here. Come on. That's right. What's yours? Uh, God, I don't know. I, mean, I don't even know what's happened in the last few days. I I was at Rolex, so I honestly didn't pay attention to anything think, else besides sports cars. I know we don't talk too much about fenders on this uh deal but i think i'm gonna give mine to devin moran um who has finished in the 
top two of every single late model race to start the season. All right. Uh, well, I'll, so in that same vein, I'll give mine to McCready then for pulling one out of uh, of the hat. Where was that? I was that out of Ocala. Yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty good race. That was a really good race. You know, Moran threw a slider on him going into one, took the lead. And then I don't know how he got so squirrely out of four. He just missed his line or got up into the marbles or something, came down and hit McCready on, on the side. And they bend quarter panels going to the line. And yeah, uh, McCready won. And then I saw last night McCready had problems, but Moran ended up leading every single lap last night uh, at Ocala. So good start for Devin Moran. He's got two wins. McCready, you said, had a win. Brandon Overton has a win. Um, so those three have had a lot of success to start out the late model season. I'm ready for sprint cars though. And that's happening on Friday, which is, um, Sonoya with the all-star circuit, the champions, and then also Saturday. And then Chet, Chris, and I will head South, uh, to Florida for Volusia and then Ocala midgets and Ocala sprint cars. And then East Bay all-stars that's all coming uh, your way on flowracing.com. So you're giving yours to McCready. Yeah. Right. I'll give it to T-Mac. All right, my Sun Dollar Restoration hat shake of the week goes to Devin Moran and the Moran boys who are off to a hot start. They get one night off, and they're back at All Tech uh, with the Lucas Oil Late Model Series on Thursday night, so be sure to watch that and get your Dirt Draft team uh, set up before we get there. We are presented by Quick Pits and QuickPits.com. It's your one-stop shop for over 350,000 national parts and accessories. From the brands you demand, truck, Jeep, auto, and ATV with fast, free shipping to your door. Use promo code FLOWSPORTS at checkout for additional savings. That's our presenting sponsor, QuickPits.com. You can check them out. That was probably the best I've ever done that read, actually. I was going to say, that was pretty solid. That's as, that's as good as you get. Um, again, Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week. Go to McCready and to Devin Moran. The last time we will ever do late model drivers on our Hat Shakes of the Week. So there you go, boys. Um, and yeah, let's talk to Taylor Reimer. She's next. This is episode 68 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Kokomo Speedway, an absolute showcase tonight for 26 grand. We have speed and a lot of speed. We just have to tidy up the loose end stuff. Red flag in turn number two, is upside down. You know, we went through growing pains first year. Uh, you know, at the beginning of, what was that, 2021, we literally had nothing. Uh, we didn't have a mule, we didn't have a trailer, we didn't have a truck. Out of a cannon! Reinhardt tanks the wall, they're fronted out, oh, trouble! Red flag! We literally built from nothing uh, to a full-time race team in a matter of months. He's waited over 50 races and Zap Wise is an all-star winner! This is the year where we could uh, easily win the championship if we, you know, if we tidy up those loose ends and, you know, carry the speed that we had at the end of the year, we could easily compete for a championship. Terrible luck last weekend. It comes right and Zip Wise, his second career all-star win, comes in Attica Raceway Park. I think we're going to have some exciting stuff happen this year. You know, we're coming back with basically the same package we had last year and, uh, you know, just an extra year of experience working together. So it should, uh, I think, I think, I think we'll be all right. You know, I think hopefully, uh, hopefully we can put another, another year together like we did last year. For the fourth time of the season, Justin Pack will win with the All-Stars and it's 20 grand. He is going up top. Make some noise. If we can, uh, you know, if we can better our seven wins from last year, I think, I think we did a good job. 
Peck, there's a slider, Beeson cuts underneath him, it's a drag race to the line, Justin Peck by half a car! You know, I still think it was a surprise to, to not only us, but a lot of people to come out our first year and, you know, be as successful as we were. He'll go down to the rails and Sunshine closing in! Here comes Taylor Courtney off of turn number two! You know, kind of once we got halfway through the summer and we were able to, you know, click up a couple wins and, you know, take the points lead, it starts to become real at that point. Sunshine Diamonds off the corner, they nearly come together, they touch and Sunshine wins at Grandview! What an absolute thriller at Grandview Speedway! You know, in the back of your head, you want to win the championship, but it's still a, a surprise to, you, you know, to an extent. So right. it's just really cool to, to get that done and, you know, kind of get that monkey off your back right out of, right out of the gate. You know, be able to just come out next year and, you know, go full force. Your 2021 All-Star Champions, Tyler Courtney and Clausen Marshall Racing. Welcome back to the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. As we promised you, Taylor Reimer joins us on this edition on Flow Racing. Uh, I believe she's in Norman, Oklahoma. Is that right? Are you somewhere near the, the campus of the Sooners? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Baker Mayfield was terrible this year. What is going on with him? Yeah, we've had uh, we've been struggling this year. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, for sure. Well, welcome to the show. It's good to have you on. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was very impressed with the laps you put together at the Chili Bowl, uh, an 18th place finish at the prelim. And um, then you announced you're going full time with USAC and running with Keith this year. So uh, first off, let's start with, you know, you calling your shot. You said you're going to win a midget race this year. It's pinned to the top of your Twitter. Um, that's about as much accountability as you can put on yourself. I guess, it's the, you know, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Why are you so, yeah. why are you so confident? Uh, you know, I think just getting to run with um, Keith over during the Western swing, um, you know, I, I'm confident in my team and I'm confident in uh, my ability. And I think that, um, you know, just how much we've progressed over the past couple of months and, um, you know, going into this season, I think it's always good to be, um, you know, confident in your equipment and confident in your team. So, I think we're going to be able to um, start getting some podiums and hopefully a win. For sure. Uh, it seems like when talking to Keith, he seems pretty impressed with uh, you know, the laps you've been putting down. I was reading your story. So um, you took about six years off, right? When was that? Like off of racing? Yeah. Um, I stopped racing when I was 14 and then I started up again when I was 21. So, yeah. Seven what'd, years. You, what'd you start in? Did you start in micros and stuff like that? Yeah. So um, I actually, when I was five or six, my dad put me in like a little uh, 50cc go-kart. So um, I did that for a couple years. And then we um, we did, we raced micros. Like at Port but, City and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, Port City was the only track that I really raced at. We would go out to um, Oklahoma City occasionally, but for the most part, we stayed at Port City. Um, and I did the junior sprint restricted. I never, after that we stopped. So I never went up to, um, like a class or outlaw or anything like that. Why, uh, was your dad interested in racing or did he race or why did he, or did you, I mean, why did you guys get started in racing? Why did he put you in a car? 
Yeah, um, he grew up racing all sorts of things. He kind of just did it for fun. Like he did drag cars, he did um, micros a little bit. He even raced jet skis. So, uh, you know, I think he just loved racing. And whenever I was born, he wanted to put me in and try it out. Did he race jet skis in Oklahoma or did he have to travel for that? Um, I think he traveled. <laughs> yeah, racing jet skis would be an awesome sport. We have like lawnmowers and we have a bunch of other crazy stuff on floor racing too, but yet to have jet skis. We're still working on that. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned that you hadn't been to like, so the A class and, you know, the, the outlaw cars, you know, like the 600 CC, you never ran in those classes before jumping into midget. You just ran a restricted and then that's it. Yeah. Restricted was the highest class that I went. And then I took seven years off and then just jumped into the midget. Your first midget start was with uh, Dave Mack, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. That's how um, I got back into racing. We were, me and my dad decided to go back out um, to Port City, our local track one uh, night and we had raced with Dave Mack, grew up racing with Dave and um, Cannon, and we saw Dave out there, and he came up to us, and we were talking for a little bit, and he was like, hey, would you want to jump in a midget? And, um, you know, I always knew that I wanted to get back into racing at some point. I just didn't really know when, and uh, during that time, COVID had just started, so, you know, all my classes got moved to online, um, and then which year we didn't really have as much going on because of all the restrictions and stuff, and so I was just like, yeah. How, uh, what, when you jumped back in one, I mean, was it more difficult than you thought it would be? Did you feel pretty comfortable right away? Like how that, how did that readjustment go for you when you got back to the car? Yeah, uh, honestly, I really didn't like them at first just cause I think it was such a huge difference. Um, you know, but I think after a while, it definitely took me a while to get comfortable. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that I was really comfortable in the car until the end of 2021, like just a couple of months ago, it took me that long to kind of adjust to it. And, um, you know, the difference in horsepower was a huge thing. And um, so it definitely took me a while to get used to. It's almost like you have to drive them out of control to be fast. Like they, the more aggressive you drive them, the faster you're being. Yeah, you definitely have to be aggressive with these. Um, you know, everyone racing them is just as aggressive. So, um, you know, I have to go out there and be just as aggressive as everyone else. So you're obviously at an experience deficit to a lot of the people you race against. So you haven't done it, you know, as, as much as they have, obviously. So racing, you know, getting to race and be teammates with Cannon, and then you obviously you're now at, at Coons. So you've had a lot of good people around you. How valuable has that been uh, just to kind of get you up to speed and get you to that, that comfort level? Yeah, it's been uh, super helpful. And everyone that I've been on a team with has been, um, you know, so welcoming and wanting to help me if I have any questions. And, um, you know, I think that's, it's been a big help just because, you know, I, I don't really know much about these. Like, I don't really know much about the midgets. And so, um, it's been nice to have um, have them around and just ask them questions and, um, you know, learn from them. Like I always, whenever I'm racing, if I'm not in a heat race, I'm out on the track and I'm watching them and just learning from them. In those four years, or excuse me, in those six years you took off, um, what did you do? Was it competitive cheer? Is that why you took the time off of racing? Um, it wasn't 
just cheer. Like I, I did high school cheer. Um, I didn't do it competitively really. I, I, well, I did, but, um, for the most part, it was just high school cheer. Um, but you know, me and racing was a little bit different whenever I grew up doing it. Like now everyone's on teams and stuff and you travel around with different series. Um, you know, whenever I raced, it was just kind of like a little hobby for me and my dad. We just raced at Fort city every Saturday, the same track every single weekend. So, um, you know, after a while it kind of, cause my dad, like he was my crew chief, he did everything. We didn't really like have it. Like we were a team, it was just us. So, uh, you know, I think after a while we kind of just got, I wouldn't say burnt out of it, but you know, after a while it just got to be very repetitive and, um, you know, I was in school and I was also doing cheer. And then, uh, you know, we decided that I should probably, um, you know, go to college and get a degree, which, um, you know, sometimes I do wish that I just stuck with it and kind of, you know, started traveling around with the series and stuff, um, you know, but it worked out how it did. What are you studying? What is your degree? Uh, my major is health and exercise science, and then I'm minoring in business. So how do you balance all of that? I mean, how do you balance, like, I mean, those are pretty, I would assume, you know, pretty intensive degrees. So you got that, you got racing, you got, you know, cheerleading stuff. I mean, how do you balance all that? I mean, what, what, like, to me, it, like, to me, it's cool because it's, you obviously don't see very many people that do both of those things. So, uh, you know, how do you balance all of it? Yeah, uh, it definitely took a little bit um, of adjusting, but I think it helped that I didn't start racing until like I was a junior in college. So um, I kind of had figured out a routine with, um, you know, with school and my sorority and um, cheer. So I think just getting into, um, you know, a solid routine and just, um, you know, prioritizing things like school is my priority. So I just make sure that I get all of my schoolwork done, um, you know, on time and if not a pet, like if not um, ahead. And also just, uh, I plan my schedule around this semester. I kind of planned my schedule around racing. So I just made sure that I didn't have class on Fridays and it was only um, Monday through Thursday so that I would be able to travel on the weekends. So you're a senior now, correct? Yes, I have one semester left. This is my last one. Oh, nice. Cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so when growing up in Oklahoma, how do you decide between being a Sooner or a Cowboy? Uh, there's, it's not really a question. <laughs> <laughs> is that like, is that in your blood? Like your, is your family all Sooners or how does that work? Uh, my mom went to OU. Um, and then my dad, he went somewhere else, but, um, you know, my grandparents, they went to OU and, um, whenever I was starting to look at schools, well, I didn't even really look like I just automatically knew that I wanted to go to OU. Um, you know, OSU wasn't even a question, but. Uh, I knew that I wanted to stay close to home and um, I wanted to cheer at OU too. So that's why. <laughs> that's cool. When you left micro racing, so um, a lot has changed, right? So like at Port City, you know, the, there's so many more micros now, you know, it's like micro racing is almost a national deal now. I don't know if it's because of Keith. I don't know if it's because of Christopher Bell, um, but you know, do you have any interest of in maybe getting in an outlaw car or, you know, or, uh, you know, an outlaw car or getting back in a micro now that you've seen how big of a scene it is now? Yeah. Um, 
I definitely would. We, you know, we thought about running the shootout this year just because I grew up running the shootout when I was younger. So um, I definitely think next year we will uh, run the shootout. And, uh, you know, I would like to try other things too, possibly some pavement stuff, maybe just kind of whatever yeah. opportunities open. Yeah. I mean, so is, is that something, you know, like, and I, and I kind of look at like, you know, obviously your teammates with Kaylee and, and, you know, there's in all the other, you know, Toyota kids that are in each camp that have gotten opportunities to test, you know, pavement cars, you know, late models or whatever the case may be. Is that something that you would like to do? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I love dirt, but I think it would be cool just to move over to asphalt and just test some things out. Have you been on asphalt yet? Uh, no, I mean, I did go-karts when I was like, Five years old so other than that no and that was like wka like road course racing stuff yeah that's you know like brent cruz and those guys are tremendous go-kart racers so um that discipline just seems like it's a really big challenge you're going uh you're going to florida uh with the usac you know you know midgets that's a big track ocala is um are you looking forward to getting down there and seeing some sunshine and uh racing your first midget starts down there yeah absolutely uh you know i we actually, I raced at it last year with Dave Mack and um, I got my like first USAC uh, heat race win. So it was, um, you know, it's fun. I think I'm excited to be able to, because um, last year was my first time running all of these tracks. Like I had previously never traveled before and I had raced at one small track. It was the same. So I think it'll be cool um, this year to go back to each of the tracks and just see how I progressed compared to last year. What I know track? you said, you know, obviously, oh, go ahead, Ty. No, you go ahead, Dylan. I was going to say, I mean, I know obviously, you, you know, you're, you're, you've, uh, you know, called your shot with a win, but I mean, what other goals do you have? What, what do you want to accomplish, you know, each weekend? Yeah, um, you know, I think I definitely want to just getting more seat time and being able to, um, you know, just progress from last year, like just make sure that, um, you know, I'm finishing every race. Uh, you know, I think an, a goal would want to be to, um, you know, make all of the A features for sure. Um, you know, and just getting in the top tens, getting the top fives, and then hopefully into the podiums and winning. And I uh, definitely want to get more quick times. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, you should take the Kokomo quick time. <clears throat> the track record holder, uh, he's not very good. Um, <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> no, but like, are you get, are you looking forward to going to like Eldora and like some of the bigger tracks? Um, you know, sometimes those can be intimidating, but it seems like you're not really intimidated by speed or anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's in, it can be intimidating, but I am excited to go to the bigger tracks. Um, you know, I personally right now, I like the bigger tracks just because there's more room and, um, you know, more opportunity for me to be able to figure out how to get by people so um yeah i'm excited to go to the bigger tracks it is it's it's definitely intimidating though <laughs> yeah that's great well we appreciate you coming on the show um we'll let you get back to your schoolwork and um you know congratulations on getting ready to graduate and good luck this season thank you so much thank you for having me taylor reimer everyone full-time with keith coons motorsports in the usac national midget series this season um we we talked to her a little bit about some of the speed she had at the Chili Bowl. Actually, the, one of the days, um, I believe it was the first day, actually, practice, she had one of the fastest laps in the building. Um, just, you know, seems like she can rip D. Welch. I know uh, 
Keith does a good job of acquiring talent and, um, you know, she's an Oklahoma Sooner cheerleader and uh, a tremendous talent. And it's going to be fun to watch her this year. Yeah, she's been impressive. You know, I, mean, I think especially I didn't really realize that she didn't, you know, that she was kind of lacking on the experience side as much as she is. Um, so that is that's even more impressive. You know, obviously, as somebody who doesn't race very much, I know how hard it is, um, you know, and for her to take seven years off and have never raced a midget before um and jump in and obviously you know like last couple years you know she has progressed but um has progressed pretty quick you know all things considered so um you know i think a full year with keith will obviously be great for her um you know and being able to just race consistently obviously will be will be a huge benefit as well so uh excited to see what she can do the usac national midget series heads to ocala that's actually usac's first races on february 11th and 12th but before that we have a lot more racing um, will Taylor Reimer make your dirt draft team? We have recently, um, gotten partnership with our friends at dirt draft. They have come on board to the loud pedal podcast. And I got my ass kicked last night, uh, in Lucas oil late model series competition, uh, with a 673rd out of 1100 people, uh, in the Lucas oil contest. So I'm off to a great start, uh, with our dirt draft team D Welch. Um, but before we, you know, get out of here, let's pick our dirt draft lineup for the All-Stars, which is uh, Friday. Wow, we're actually getting ready to start racing. I'm getting ready to fly out and go to uh, Sonoya, Georgia, where the All-Stars kick off. This is what my team looks like, and then you can just maybe tell me if it's terrible, okay? Is that, does that work? Yeah, that works. This isn't our final roster. This is being done Wednesday. The race is on Friday. I have Brent Marks, Justin Peck. I'm going to go with the rookie who's going down there, Ricky Peterson, because he's the cheapest one right now. And I think he's going to be pretty fast, um, you know, with the, the Smorgs Tavern uh, on the side of that car. They're going down there to Florida. I have Jacob Allen, who's an outlaw, who's likely going to be there at Sonoya. And then I have Sam Hayfertieb Jr. That's my team. Do you like that? Yeah, I think that's uh... – I think you've got some solid ones in there that that uh, should be able to score you some points. Who else do you like down there? Well, I mean, it, it's hard to obviously bet against, you know, Sunshine. I mean, I think he's, you know, as the defending champion, obviously he's going to be the favorite anywhere, um, you know, especially as good as he was. But, the, you know, the cool thing about those, those, you know, these winter, you know, February races down south is that you do get a lot of the outlaw guys uh, um, that, you know, always are obviously going to be tough. So, um, you know, it makes it, it makes it even more important for the all-star regulars to go down there and, you know, have good nights because it's a opportunity. There's more cars. So, you know, and more really good cars. So it's an opportunity for them to lose points and kind of come out of there, uh, with some ground to make up if you don't, you know, if you don't run well. So, um, you know, that's all that to me is always the most interesting part about these early races. And even on the on the outlaw side, you know, you have guys that are all star regulars that come in there and, and you know, race at Volusia and that sort of thing. So um, super important when you're a series regular and it's your series racing that night that you uh, that you, you know, don't get your ass kicked. Basically, you got to You got to kind of do some damage control. So, um, you know, I think I think obviously, you know, we. Tyler, you know, and there's plenty of other all-star guys that are, that are going to be capable of, of running with the outlaws and, and doing well, you know, Parker Price Miller, obviously he's going down there with Sam McGee. He'll be, uh, he'll be good. I would think. And, and, um, 
you know, so it'll be, be fun to watch. Yeah. That's, that was good to see yesterday that McGee and Parker Price Miller are going down to Florida. You know, Parker just kicked off his first round of chemotherapy um, and we wish him the best, but it's good to see him still getting in and out of race cars and uh, having fun while he's um, taking care of himself. Um, Shots is actually the most expensive driver so far. Uh, this roster will obviously change before uh, heat races. You can get your dirt draft lineup set before heat races, um, which the all-stars kick off on Friday. Uh, just a couple notes on dirt draft. There's over 500 events from all the major series and events that you can uh, play along this year. Each event, the user has a hundred thousand dollars to spend on five drivers. Uh, so that's the five drivers I mentioned. Um, if you're a new subscriber to dirt draft, you'll receive a free dirt draft t-shirt. That's awesome. Uh, so subscribe soon. Use promo code flow racing. If you want to do that, you get a free t-shirt for subscribing. Uh, I'm telling you right now, I'm coming after the all-star uh, championship this year for dirt draft. I'm telling you that right now. Um, I'm, I'm already off to a resounding start in the Lucas Oil 8 model series uh, with a 673rd place finish. Uh, look for me to be hovering around the same spot with the All-Stars and not competing at all for a championship. But top 25 in points receive speed shop bonus points. Also, the winner of each receives a custom dirt draft trophy uh, with the Speed Week leaderboards, um, individual divisions. So, you can win during speed weeks. You can win during the season long championship. Uh, they do Lucas Oil late model dirt series, all-star circuit of champions, the world of outlaws, dirt late models, world of outlaws, sprints, USAC sprints, USAC midgets, and also the super dirt car series. So those are all the series that you can play right now on dirt draft play along. You'll see my name. It's heavy lunch and D Welch. This is D Welch 81. So play along with us. Try to beat us. We're probably going to suck, but dirtdraft.com. And the famous Dirt Draft app. You can check it out right now. All right. Taylor Weimer was great. Episode, what was it? 68 is in the books. I'm going to Georgia, so we might not have a podcast next week. We'll see. Because um, then I'm going to Florida after that. But we'll see what happens. All right. Have fun. Sounds like a plan. Are you, are you going to Florida uh, anytime soon? Uh, yeah, not next week but the week after be down there for daytona so probably try and sneak over to volusia some night and uh, i don't even know what's right i know late models are racing down there so i'll probably even though it's late models probably go over there and try and catch it i've never been to volusia so probably try and sneak over there one night late models are all right they're fun to watch i can't get over the fact they don't have inverts or anything though like they just straight up qualify and then if you qualify first you're on the heat the pole of your heat you know, then when you win your heat, then you're on the pole of the feature. Like, that's just so boring. Like, can we get an invert out here? I think the I think the world of outlaws has an invert. They actually probably they probably do have an invert. But I'm thinking of like the summer nationals, man. They just <sighs> went to all the summer national races around Michigan last year, and Bobby Pierce was on the pole of everything. <laughs> it I seems like, but it, no, it seems like Devin Moran like will start us on the pole of his heat race every single night. Well, that's the Lucas Oil late model series. It's not the world of outlaws. You're right. Because he two qualifies good. There's two different ones. Yes, he does qualify very well. He's been fast. Again, I mentioned Devin Moran is going to be our Speed Week's diary. The first episode should be coming out sometime soon. They got a break today. I'm sure Tim is in the lab editing right now uh, for the, the Devin Moran diary. That should be coming out. All right. Episode 69 is next week. So uh, if we have a show, if not, it's going to be the week after. We have uh, to. It's episode 69. We have to have a show. We have to. 
Um, we'll talk to you then. This has been the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. <laughs>